3: Good morning, golfers. Your tee time awaits. It's the Tee to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tee to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Bean. and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Hour number two, TD
0: Green, live here on WGR Sports Radio 550 at Pendleton Creek Golf Club in North Tonawanda. Brian Coziel, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for joining us. Kevin Sylvester has the week off. Uh, if you missed us here in the first hour, are you just joining us? Guess what? It's already up on our on-demand audio section. Thanks to Corey Griswold, uh, WGR550.com. Just click on the tea to Green podcast section, and uh, it's sitting there. I'll tweet out the link uh, during our next commercial as well, uh, at Brian WGR. But uh, we're here at Pendleton Creek, one of our home clubs, and uh, it's the member member today.
1: Always a fun day. Always a fun day to run events. It's uh, part of the fun of being a PGA professional is you get to, get to manage and run those events. You know when it's not fun? When it rains and you have to pull people off the course and decide if you're going to play in the morning and is the golf course playable, can we get in before dark, is the lightning close, all those decisions, those are are fun. Let me tell you how much fun that is. That sounds like something you've done before. (laughs) Once or twice, once or twice I've had to call a few events because of rain and i've made a few mistakes believe me not fun no, no 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 you got people that are excited to play and then you got to tell them we got to wait or, or uh, come off the yeah. best part is everybody thinks golf pros have special radar hey, what's in that radar you got there pro same <laughs> one you got on your phone buddy and that's how <laughs> <all> i'm trying <laughs> to make this decision i have no idea
0: yeah it's tough it's tough to make these decisions but i mean you know let's face it here not to sound overly
1: cliche but it is safety first for you guys exactly yeah you'd feel yeah it definitely you can't mess around with lightning i've almost been hit twice and it's the scariest thing in the world so yeah that's people they can get mad at you but they're still alive to play tomorrow so that's right yeah good idea uh coming up
0: this segment we are going to have an interview with pat phillips the pga pro over at woods to wedges on grips so we'll have a little bit on that coming up Uh, also second uh, i'm sorry in our second segment information on our duster putting challenge As uh, it is back this year, it's at Glen Oak Golf Course on Saturday, August 21st. Uh, So we are looking forward to that event coming back to benefit the Western New York PGA Reach Foundation. And uh, also uh, Jeff's take here on some of the other U.S. Open headlines, which include, of course, the leaders, Richard Bland, Russell Henley. They will tee off today at... Four thirty-five.
1: You want my input on them? <laughs> okay, right let me. Here,
0: how about this? We, of course, we don't know much about Richard Bland mm-hmm. other than he's putting great. Right. Russell Henley.
1: No, a little bit. He's yeah. he's
0: been around the PGA Tour. You know, he's one of those kind of just middle of the road, middle of the road guys. Yeah. Um. But the next four guys, Ustasen and Wolf, who are one shot behind. Yep. Watson and Rom, who are two shots behind. Yep. Out of those four, there, uh, let's break down their game and what you're seeing and and. And just the chances of those four guys, is Rahm still the favorite amongst those four?
1: You know, I got to think he is just because of his recent play. You know, it, it, what happened when he got disqualified for the COVID test a couple weeks ago. He's got to be motivated. He really needs a major. Um, Bubba Watson, you never know, though. He's so creative. You know, we watched him hit that driver off a deck. That was a pretty cool shot right there. And he knows he can win majors, so he has that confidence. Matthew Wolf, young buck, right, still relatively young. The big hitch in his swing. Yeah, I love watching him swing. Um, it's not how, it's how many, right? And obviously, we talked about Louis Oosthuizen, because um, Louis, you know, he just seems to show up at majors. And he's just got that beautiful move at the ball. Um, so as a, as an instructor, as a man who loves golf, I, I, I will I will love watching those guys just because look how diverse those those four players are. Look at Rom swing versus Watson swing versus Wolf swing versus Ustasen swing. Those are four unique, totally to those players' swings, and they both get around. They all get around the golf course super well. And uh, and this is the major, so this is the crucible. This will test your action. If you have any doubts or chinks in your armor or lack of confidence in some shot. It's going to show up at some point over these next thirty-six holes.
0: That is cool, though. I, I'm as you were describing the four of them and the f- and the four of their, of their swings. I can picture them in my head. They're all different. Uh, I, I guess would you say Ustazen's is the most uh, classic classic swing? That yes. you know, if you said if you're going to make a video of, hey, this is what your golf swing should look like, like right. probably Ustazen's is the closest. Wolf would probably be the least, right? right. Having that huge hitch before he starts. Yep. Uh, now Watson. A very unique player. Self-taught player. Self-taught. Said that he, You know, never took lessons. He had, you mentioned he hit the driver off the deck this week up to a, a par 5-2. Uh, he would, looked would disappointed you, in the shot after he hit it, too. Know, he yeah. hit it really good. He's been hitting straight shots this week, too. Of course, he's known for a guy that shapes the ball as much as anybody right. on the tour. Uh, driver off the deck, is that something
1: you'd want amateurs to try, or do you think that's too not worth the risk involved? If you're a high-speed player, it's something you can try. If you do not create a lot of speed it's it's a waste of your time cuz you're just not going to hit it high enough yeah. the harder you hit the ball the higher the ball launches and if you don't have a lot of speed and you're trying to use 11 degrees off the dr- off the deck with a club that's not designed to hit it off the turf and you don't yeah it's going to be a very very difficult shot and if you do hit it typically I'm a right-handed golfer it's going to come off low and cutty so it's not like you. It's not very easy to hit a high draw with a driver off the deck. If you can do that, you're way better player than me. And most of the time, when I hit them, they end up being these kind of cut bleeders out there, and they do tend to roll out a little bit. And you may get a little bit more than your than your three would. but yeah, it, it's a it's a more much more difficult shot than these guys make it look like. And ROM swing
0: is is me using the word compact. Is that okay? I mean, he doesn't go back. A lot on his, right. on his on his upswing so
1: yeah i like to tell people it's not about the length of the swing you know and, and he's a perfect example he's obviously a fast twitch guy yeah. he loads the shaft differently like you know he could create the same speed as a bubba watson and they would use different equipment because the way they load the shaft but it's how quickly he rotates you know, and he still bashes it. So he's a—he's got that short, quick motion. You don't have to have a lot of length. There's a million ways to play good. Yeah, he's—he's he's got that short, quick, and and I like that too because there's less room for mistakes sometimes with a little shorter swing. Although your transition, I feel well, he's obviously mastered it. Your transition could get a little jumpy if you're that short and quick. I—I like to see a little, but he's got way more talent and gifts than I've ever had. So. Who stays in and Wolf? they are in the second last group.
0: Bubba Watson, John Rahm in the third last group. You know, Streelman's been kind of good lately, too. He has been. Yeah. He was he was involved at the PGA, had a yep. chance. Um, steady. A player, I guess you'd compare to maybe Henley. Just yep. on tour a couple of times, he's won. And,
1: and what about Xander Shawley? I mean, I've tried to pick him a few times, and I just keep waiting for that guy to break through. Um, he, he's not so much a rookie anymore. He's been around the tour. Um, love watching him swing. Big, powerful swing. Just seems like he was built to play golf, um, and and fun to watch. So there are a lot of good names. It was interesting, you know. Tiger was uh, was it two thousand eight? It was at Tory Pines. Yep. Uh, I saw an article that I thought was pretty interesting. How much the world golf world has changed since two thousand eight, when Tiger went last one that at Torrey Pines. And you know, if you look at the golf world now, I think it's he's left it in a better place. That might have been the peak of Tiger, or, or the or the beginning of Tiger's um, not slide, but when Tiger became less, uh, less of a dominant force. It might have been in 2008 when, that was, when he won that event. After that, it's been a little more quiet for Tiger, and the golf world has kind of grown up around him, I think, and, uh, and gotten better around him. That Tiger playoff
0: with Rocco, I, so I was having this debate with a few friends this week. I said, is that his best major win? And, and here's the argument for it. Very tough venue, yep. very tough conditions, playing on one leg. Correct. Not only did he have to grind it out for four rounds, but he had to do it for five rounds and an extra hole, a
1: sudden death hole. Right. And he had to make that putt on 18 just to get in the playoff with Rocco. Yes. If you remember that. Yes. And then how about in the playoff?
0: This is the part when I was doing a little research on it that I, that I, I remember it obviously having some swings, but Tiger was up three through 10 in the playoff. I mean, that would be money in the bank, right? Tiger, right? Tiger up three through 10 on Rocco. How many people but, would have turned their TV off going, this is over? But Rocco makes three birdies in a row to get it back, and then Rocco takes the lead going into 18 in the playoff, and Tiger has to make another one yeah. to force a 19th sudden-death playoff hole, and then Tiger makes par, Rocco makes bogey, and then he goes on to win another major there, which is it's incredible. So the argument's... Go ahead if you want to jump in. No,
1: no, I agree. Now, the way you look at it, it might have been his toughest win. I mean, yeah, the hardest fought win for a major because there's an 18-hole playoff, you know, and going to it, yeah, all the things he had to do to win, um, it was it was nip and tuck the whole way. And all those extra holes, I, I might agree with you there. I, can, I might think that might have been his toughest win. So,
0: so I said that. These are my. F- he has fifteen major wins. All right. What was
1: that one? Do you know offhand when two thousand eight? No. That what
0: would was? have been number fourteen.
1: Yeah, because he hasn't done much yes, since then. Just, yeah.
0: just the the, the, the twenty nineteen Masters. So yeah. So this was, and maybe I'll put it up as a poll here. But I said these are the four that I think are in the discussion for his best major win. The first one, ninety seven, the Masters. young the young guy at the Masters. He sets all the records. Yep. He's on the scene officially. You know. Correct. That one. Then, the two thousand. Pebble U.S. Beach. Open, Pebble, Pebble Beach, Beach, where he wins by 15. Blasted, he's, everybody. He's 12 under. Johnny Miller on the broadcast, who we know is critical of everybody, said it's the greatest week of golf in the history of golf. He I wins agree. by 15.
1: And if Johnny Miller... Johnny Miller's seen some golf. Yeah, yes. I, would, I can't disagree. And he
0: knows how to play it. Then, of course, <laughs> this performance at Tory Pines on on one leg. He's got broken fibula, torn this, torn that. Right. Making putts left Five and right. rounds and yeah. a playoff hole, yeah. making just everything. And then, of course... Maybe the 2019, where he comes back from all the surgeries, all the -the off-the-course dramas,
1: and gets his 15th major. So those were kind of the four
0: that I thought separated.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think those, and we don't have, and there's there's 11 more, so not too bad. But uh, I would agree. I think those are his four best wins you can't the the u.s open one 2000 was insane that might have uh, been his best performance
0: right to that, win by 15 at pebble beach this one could have been his toughest win buddy right know, the, and the Tory and
1: 2019 one. was just because it was tiger coming back it wasn't the great it was just it was tiger was gone and now tiger's back and uh and i that might be his last hurrah and, and since 2008 that's a long gap you know so t- the golf world's changed a lot in that time and because of tiger The most exciting finish to a Tiger major, though, is to me, is none of them. Even though
0: that Torrey Pines one's good. It's it's the PGA PGA in 2000 at Valhalla with Bob May. That was great. Where he goes to the three-hole. Remember, the PGA Championship's a three-hole playoff. He and Bob May, just back and forth. Bob May, you're like, Jesus, is is this guy going to go away? And he doesn't. And and then my favorite moment of Tiger all time, where he drops like the 50-footer. And halfway there, he starts walking it in, and then he points, because yep. it goes
1: in, picks it up, huge fist pump, the crowd's going bonkers. My favorite moment. Tiger moment is the uh, chip-in on 16 at the, the Masters. That was my
0: That's favorite. usually probably what the most yeah. popular answer yeah. is. Yeah, Tiger, Rocco, I'm sure you'll see some highlights of it if you watch the coverage this weekend. Yeah, they interviewed Rocco
1: this week. It was a good, you know, it's his take on it. Yeah, I lost. Everybody's like, well, isn't <laughs> it great? No, he goes, I lost. It's not that great. I lost to him. Yeah. Still, though, that's Rocco's signature moment. Oh, I mean, most but, but I
0: think people remember it in a good way. I know he's saying he lost, but he, I, I don't think about that moment in any way of, oh, Rocco lost. I thought about, it, hey, that was the best we ever saw from Rocco Mediate. That and he week. had a
1: nice tour career, yeah. yeah. And he and he was everybody's fan favorite that week. That's because how he handled himself, too. He's he's a lot of fun to watch play.
0: Genuinely great person from
1: everybody that I've heard that have had interactions
0: with Mediate. Having a very successful Champions Tour career. Wearing the hoodie every week. Everybody's wearing (laughs) the hoodie nowadays. Lee Westwood was wearing it. Including us. Lee Westwood was wearing it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: they say the old guy shouldn't, but we do it, Brian. I know.
0: (laughs) All right, more on the U.S. Open. Information on the Duster Challenge here coming up as we are live at Pendleton Creek Golf Club in North Tonawanda. PGA Pro Jeff Meadis, I'm Brian Colziel. Before we go to break here, though, I want to give you a few minutes. Interview with PGA Pro Pat Phillips from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Uh, one of our presenting sponsors here on T to Green. Uh, it's mid-season of, of golf here in Western New York, and probably time to maybe think about, do you need your clubs regripped? Do you need any equipment changes? So uh, Pat's going to give you some information on that here. So uh, let's go to that interview now. Hear me talking with PGA Pro Pat Phillips from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Dome. To Tee to Green here online and also on the air. Brian Colzio along with PGA pro Pat Phillips from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Woods to Wedges, one of our proud partnering sponsors here on our TD Green show. We like to catch up with Pat uh, throughout our golf season and our golf show to get you the latest on what's going on over inside the Whirly Golf Dome at Woods to Wedges. Pat, thanks for joining us. I know when we spoke about a month ago, it was a busy time uh, for you, and uh, it's continuing to be a busy golf start to the summer here. Um, People coming in, kind of getting mid-season maintenance with their clubs. And I know that's kind of maybe something that you guys would suggest doing for golfers right now that are planning on playing a lot of rounds this summer.
4: Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of re-gripping being done right now. There's a lot of, a lot of golf being played and Donna has uh, a, a ton of options for grips. She keeps ordering more because, uh, that was one of the things that like with some of the manufacturers hard to get grips. So, uh, she's loaded up on them and, and we're she's been going full bore with the uh, re-gripping and, uh, It's important to have a good grip on the club you know i gave a lesson to a a woman yesterday i picked up the club and it was like it was like dry rod is like i was telling you you need new grips on here you You (laughs) gotta be able to hold on to the club if you can't hold on to the club you know you can't expect to hit hit really good shots with that right i mean
0: absolutely i mean when yeah i brought in my putter a few weeks ago to see you guys and, and donna got us a new grip uh there's so many options for grips now pat that it's not just one you know it's just not one in one out I mean there's such a variety including putter which I had mine regripped so let's maybe talk a little bit about that Um, we're seeing guys on tour now with the huge grips on the putters the supersized ones Um, I got one that was tapered but a little I I guess I don't know if you described it maybe it's kind of like medium and thickness and that sort of thing and then of course there's kind of the traditional style but what are some of the options you have if you're going to regrip a putter
4: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different, it's such a personal preference with, with grips these days, you know, and a lot of times what these, with the tour pros are using the the larger grips for is is to really take the hands and wrists out of the, out of the stroke, you know. So some people like to have the traditional size size grip on there. So they have a little more feel for the, for the putter. I think that's one thing that happens when you get a big grip. It's just, you're just trying to get this pendulum stroke and you don't want any hands involved in it at all. So different style putters are, are require different style grips, you know, and uh, it's a lot of preference too. They, you, when you pick up a, a grip, there's so many different shapes. You, you you, were there and you were picking them up and you could tell there's different shapes. There's pistol, there's just the, the round ones, there's, you know, flat ones and square ones. It's just, it's crazy, but it, it really is just a, a lot of a, a preference and based on what you're trying to, to accomplish with the stroke of the, of the putter.
0: How do you know when your clubs need regripping like, like like obviously if it's fraying on you like yeah that's obvious but just i mean how often should it be done how, how many rounds does somebody need to play before you would say yeah that should they should be regripped
4: yeah i mean if if you're taking care of the grips and wiping them down they they might last a little longer if you're if you're a person that plays an awful lot of golf then you probably get them done every year you know um if you're the you're, you're the occasional golfer that just plays 10 times a year you know and you're you, you probably get them done two or three years you know um but a lot of the uh, a lot of it is just how the grip feels right if it's if it's starting to get dry rotted or it's starting to feel like it's you're you're losing some control over the club with it then then it's time so people are surprised after they get like oh you know it feels like a new club when you're playing now because they don't realize that the grip is so worn that they're losing control of the face and the face you know the club could be twisting if you hit it off the toe or something like that the 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 club will have a, a tendency to twist open on you a little bit more and if you don't have a good grip on it.
0: That's right. Pat Phillips, PGA Pro from Woods to Wedges joining us here on TD Green. Uh, Pat, when we spoke a month or so ago, we know the golf industry booming in a good way, but equipment and some new clubs that people may be wanting to purchase, it was kind of taking a little longer than maybe normal just because of the the demand was so high. I know, I know that you guys have gotten some new orders in and some new options. So for people that are maybe looking to come in The thought process is, ah, it's going to take a long time. Like there, there are some ways to make me make it a little quicker right now.
4: Yeah, that's true. Uh, We, we have uh, ordered uh, a a really good supply of drivers, fairway woods. Uh, Kevin Hofstetter has been at it. He's ordering all kinds of things and and we've got a lot of sets of irons that are in the back that are uh, ungripped and uncut. So we could, we could actually customize them there. We have different shaft, shaft options in house. So, before, if we had a custom order, we would just we just put it out the order and that would it would come in seven to ten days. You know that was pre-COVID days. Uh, now it's taking you know four to six weeks to get to get your irons if it's custom. So Kevin kind of did a, a really good job of just trying to get different flexes, different weights. You know, and uh, and that's what we kind of do when we're fitting. We're trying to get the right weight, the right flex shaft for you. And so we have a bunch of options options in there now that we never had before. So a lot of times now we can get somebody leaving with a with a set of irons and always with a driver we can well not always but most times with a driver we could uh we could send you home with it that day so that yeah. that part of it's been been really good um people are still coming in getting fit and lessons are going crazy so it's it's been uh it's a good year
0: yeah for those that haven't been to woods to wedges this recently uh maybe in the within the last year just a, it's a whole new renovated store uh new hitting bays a putting area and a, just a gorgeous wall uh with all the different clubs and shafts that are up there and then in the lights pat that it's yeah. <laughs> even yeah. if i walk in i'm like i don't need new clubs but boy that looks pretty and you, you, your eyes go right to it, it it's, a, it's yeah. a really nice look when you walk in
4: yeah it's it's uh I guess when you look at that, people could kind of realize like maybe I shouldn't just go right to the rack and buy a set of clubs <laughs> off the wall. You know, I mean, certain levels of golfers that that's fine with you know what I mean, but but most times if you you can get a really good fit club and it'll help your game a lot. It's it's amazing when you go through a fitting process. You know when you know you hit in this club, you hit Mizuno, you hit Callaway, you're hit Titleist, and then, and you just kind of get to one that you really like. You know, so there's even just to the point of like, we always tell people to kind of look at the, uh, pay attention to the look, the sound, the feel, the weight of the club. Cause a lot of these clubs, let's be honest. I mean, that they're, they're gonna do the same thing. You know, they're all designed, these game improvement writers, especially, they're designed to get the ball high and go farther. Mm-hmm. And it, then it gets to a point where that we just let the customer just decide, listen, this, is, this one feels better, looks better. And TrackMan kind of tells us they're, they're performing similarly and, uh, and that's how we, uh, we get the, a, a good fit to somebody.
0: Yeah. Well, we, uh, let, let's finish with this here. I, I know we always on the show talk about how, you know, we love coming to Woods to Wedges. You guys do a great job with fitting and, and cu- customizing everyone's game to kind of fit the proper equipment. But, you know, for as much as, as myself and Kevin Sylvester and Jeff Medes love to promote it, it is cool when a national publication gives you a little honor, Pat. I know Golf Digest uh, just recently gave Woods to Wedges a great honor
4: it's true yeah we uh we're honored for that too it's uh we made the top 100 fitters in the in the country um which was you know it was unsolicited for us you know that's that's uh determined by a, a panel of uh of judges for them they you know the industry leaders the the the, the uh, vendors reps they they all have a hand in that you know kind of suggesting and uh so it, it's been been a good thing uh, we we have such technology that's one of the things that they look at when they they want to put you on a, a fitter list you know you, you they, they want to know your processes and how you're doing things and so it's uh it, it's nice to be recognized for that you know we, we work hard over there and we've been doing a ton of fittings and uh and when people leave there they're really they're really happy with their new clubs you know
3: yeah so well that, congrats really
0: I, thank you just personally i know uh, you guys do a wonderful job donna and and pat and kevin and dave and the whole crew over there um you know, we talked about regripping. You want to get fit, you can get lessons, you can sign up, obviously, to go into their hitting studios. You can do the Sam Putt Lab. There's a whole bunch of options, or just go in and peruse around. There's a whole bunch of fun stuff to look at there. Uh, website is woods to wedgesbuffalo.com. You can check it out there or go in and see uh any of the people over there at Woods to Wedges. They'll take care of you very well. Pat, thanks so much. Appreciate it. We'll talk again soon on the show.
4: Always a pleasure, Brian. Thanks for having us. All right.
0: Pat Phillips there from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, a uh, proud presenting sponsor here on Tee to Green, along with the Western New York PGA, uh, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam, and of course our home clubs where we are today, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. All right, we're going to take a timeout here. When we come back, uh, our Duster Putting Challenge is back for 2021 I just tweeted out the link at Brian WGR. so if you uh, want to get ahead on signing up, you can do so. We'll have the information when we return. Also, our thoughts on who maybe can make a run up the leaderboard at uh, today's U.S. Open, as the leaders will be teeing off just a little before 5 o'clock today. And uh, then, of course, the story we've been teasing here. What's going on with the beer line at Torrey Pines? Causing a lot of headaches. Jeff, yeah, you're not even there. I see you. You're it, aggravated
1: I, by it. I feel their pain. I can feel you. You <laughs> want a cold beer. You're stuck in that weather, and you got to wait a half an hour, not half, half an hour. Wait till you hear about oh, some of these stories oh that are coming up oh. here. It's, it's worse than that. Guy can't bring your own in, huh?
0: <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> All that and more coming up here as we are at Pendleton Creek Golf Club in North Tonawanda with PGA Pro Jeff Miedis. I'm Brian Colesdale, Corey Griswold producing in our Amherst studios. Thanks for being with us. More Tea to Green here on a U.S. Open weekend on WGR.
3: You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Bean, and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. Brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. And also by Puma Golf Shoes.
0: Back here at Pendleton Creek Golf Club, Brian Colesio, PGA Pro Jeff Metus, our two-hour edition of T to Green rolling on as we are with you for about a 25 minutes or so left here, and it is time for our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. Of course, the PGA Tour players this week at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, Richard Bland, Russell Henley are your leaders. They are at five under par. They have a one-shot lead over Lou Yu Stazen and Matthew Wolf, who are one shot back at minus four. Uh, big names in the minus three group Bubba Watson and John Rahm. They are two behind. Uh, and then three golfers that are two under par Kevin Streelman, Mackenzie Hughes, and Xander Shoffly. And then uh, three more golfers that are one under par, including Scotty Scheffler. Some big names of note tied for 13th. Five behind. Bryson DeChambeau, he is even par. Look at the names that are at even par. DeChambeau, Brandon Grace, Harris English, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Brooks
1: Kepka. They're all Monster names it. there. Yeah, I mean, five shots is nothing for two days at a U.S. Open, so yep. they are definitely in it. And I do expect one or two of the leaders to come a little bit backwards on the weekend. They're going to start feeling their, uh, their, uh, their tension level go up a little bit. You picked Kepka.
0: I think Kepka still is going to be a force in this tournament, but you've got... Kepka, JT, Morikawa, Grace, DeShambo, all at even there.
1: Yeah. I mean that That's a good group. That's a good group. Good okay. TV. Good okay. TV this week.
0: All right. Let me let me ask you this here. I'll give you what would be your bet? I'll give you Bland and Henley at five under mm-hmm. or
1: you take the group at even par. I'll take the group at even par. Really, a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, I think Ooh, so. Okay. I just think there's too much firepower there, and I don't think Bland and Henley. I mean, they're kind of out of their comfort zone right now. Where those guys at even par, they're they're more comfortable being in that situation. Deshambo, by the way, and I think they're better players. Yeah, yeah. Deshambo, by the way, a,
0: an okay first day, a 73. Comes mm-hmm. back with a 69. He was tied for 60th after the first round,
1: and it came to him in a dream. Yeah, and now mm-hmm. he's tied for 13th. Yes. Yes. People didn't know he said he had a dream to fix his swing, and he went and hit some balls, and then he played well the next day.
0: Yeah. So remember the images of him on the Saturday night before last year's U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Mm-hmm. He was out there in the dark hitting golf balls. He was the last one there with the lead
1: going into the final round. He did it this week, too, didn't he, on Friday night? Didn't he go out in the dark and hit balls? Those The guys picking the range were not happy with him, I <laughs> have <what> a feeling.
0: <laughs> You're out there in the dark hitting balls. Yeah, and
1: they're he's bombing them over the fence. Yeah. All right, is you so
0: you're you're confident in the even group does that mean that Rory McElroy at plus
1: one is still I would say there? six shots back with Thirty-six holes to play with not that many people to jump in front of you. Um, I I, th- I definitely think he's in there. Yeah, I would certainly think, and I certainly think he thinks he's in it. That's for sure. How about Dustin Johnson at plus two? Uh, you're getting a little further out, but still, he's got the firepower. You know, if he today. What well, a moving day. The, the the cliche. You know, if you go out and put a good round up today, maybe the weather changes late in the day. The greens get crispy. Everything gets harder. You know, it's harder to make those putts. You you never know. It's sometimes you're better off getting out a little early. Phil Mickelson also at plus two. Yeah, I don't think so, though. I think Phil's. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, he might. He may have had a chance at some putts yesterday. I just don't think it's. It's happening for Phil again at this point.
0: Can we go to the three over group and say they're in it? Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama is there. Garcia, Scott, Reed amongst the uh, Cantlay
1: all at three over i'd have a harder time picking one of those names than the group at even obviously well there's a three shot difference there which is a lot but um I, i just think they might be a little far back at this point um stranger things have happened but i would say i wouldn't bet on them that's for sure i i think you're throwing your money away
0: so richard bland the 48 year old he's the oldest 36 hole leader of the u.s open in the history of the event we mentioned his putting stats the incredible stats from our first hour if you missed it He's 31 for 31 inside 10 feet. He's the only player in the field uh, that hasn't essentially missed a uh, short putt. So that's a a big reason why he's on top. You just cursed him,
1: by the way. You know he's going to miss his three-footer on the first
0: hole today or something like that. If you've you've seen him, though, he is wearing a hat with no sponsor on it. It's a logo from his home course in England. I saw that. But he did say... Hey, if someone gives me a hat with a sponsor on it, in other words, hint, hint. and a, chunk, a, a check that goes with it, he goes,
1: I'd be willing to listen. I bet that, <laughs> I bet someone's going to pay. I mean, you could get a good penny for your hat on the weekend at the U.S. Open, all that TV time. He's yeah. going to get a ton of TV time today in the final
0: group. You, yeah. you wonder, hey, maybe we should... We, what can Tita Green I mean with our budget
1: here I, you know I we, have we, a hat that's been only worn twice right the, now the
0: problem is we
1: spend so much of our budget on your private helicopter you know, that right, we right. we might not be able to afford a hat sponsor my personal chef all those things there they, it adds up after a while I you know. know but yeah that'd be cool I mean some companies should give them 10 grand to wear a hat today and it's probably money well spent to, to get that much of TV, TV time, time. yeah right. and
0: and bland would take it oh, I he bet. said he would yep all right before we go to break here. Our duster putting challenge is back. We did it for four years at Fox Valley Club. We want to thank the people there that uh, were involved, uh, including Scott Howard, the superintendent at the time at Fox Valley, who's now the owner at Atticus 10th Hole, Mm -hmm. uh, who we were at earlier this year. Scott did a great job setting it up. Uh, Last year, we didn't have it because of COVID and the pandemic. This year, though, it's back.
1: We've got a different format and a different location. And I think they're upgrades, you know, not 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 to spite anything, but It's just we got the PGA involved and we came up with some. We had a little session. We came out. We're going to run two shotguns. So we're, it's limited to 72 players this year. Um, the cost is down. It's only going to be 30 bucks this year. In the past it was a little more. It's going to be great food at Glen Oak Golf Club. It's got a big putting green. We'll have, a, I think it's a 6 o'clock and a 7 o'clock shotgun. And then the players are going to go, the leaders from there are going to go into the playoffs and under the lights, as you remember, it is such a fun event. Um, the Mark Pacer Memorial Trophy, which is one of the great trophies in golf. It's an old putter um in the case it's it's a really really cool trophy it's a really cool event it raises money for the pga reach foundation so it's uh it's all for a good cause if if you want to have a good night and a good time uh this is something you want to sign up for but you want to do it kind of soon i think you're tweeting out the link right now right yep so
0: you can go on twitter at brian wgr and the link is there to sign up for our pga reach western new york duster putting challenge so Basically, the night is as Jeff described it. There, all you do is bring your putter. Yep. And and you're in. And it's going to be a fun night of putting. We're going to have a group going off at six o'clock. A group going off at seven o'clock. We're going to have eighteen holes set up on the Glen Oak putting green. It's a monster putting green. And uh, so you'll be assigned a hole either at six or seven. Uh, if you come at six o'clock to play, uh, you'll putt first, and then you'll come off and have your dinner. If you're playing at seven, you're going to have your dinner first, and then you're going to go ahead and putt. And then after that. We're going to take the top 16 players and nine-hole play dance. go into nine-hole match play events and go down to eight and then four and then two, and that by then it will be under the lights. We're going to have music going the whole night. We're going to have a, a bar out there set up.
1: We'll have a live mic for picking on people while they're putting. That's yes, right. Yes,
0: you, Kevin, and I will be uh, emceeing. You, you're officially in charge of rules, but you do provide some good commentary.
1: Well, that's my job. Yes, yeah. that's right. So <laughs> that's we'll that's have my that. my only job, and I'm not that good.
0: But <laughs> so I just tweeted out the link. Check it out. Duster Putting Challenge, uh, Jeff. Tell everybody what the what the PGA Reach Foundation does because that's what we're going to be raising money for yeah, tonight. Yeah, that's
1: uh, if you hear us talk about our our veterans programs or our junior programs um, or our diversity programs and inclusion, those are all funded through our. That's the Western New York PGA's Foundation which I, I, I'm fortunate to serve on the board for, and what we do is raise money for those three pillars. Um, the PGA HOPE program, Helping Our Patriots Everywhere is funded through that, where our veterans come out and learn. We do junior golf. There's there's a million things inside that that we do, and it, the foundation has grown uh, year after year. Um, more and more revenue's coming in. We get to do more and more things in there. It's I'm, it's something I'm very, very proud of, and this event funds that, and this event is a ton of fun, so why not have fun? and Support the PGA Reach Foundation.
0: Even if you, if that date doesn't work, if you want to still help the cause, on that link there is a spot you can donate. Yep. Um, if you're a PGA pro listening right now, uh, or we are going to be sending out information we're going to be looking for donations for our raffle yep. uh, whether it's uh, equipment or you know a, a chance to come play the course that you work at so uh,
1: lessons he- rounds heads, heads
0: up PGA pros yes we're going to be coming here to, uh, <laughs> to look for donations for that night but it's going to be great we're going to have music going the whole time food drinks and again it all benefits the Western York PGA Reach Foundation the,
1: the thing I like to say about it is my daughter volunteers to come and help every year just because it's so much fun she doesn't compete you know, but she comes because it's a fun evening
0: so. it really is so yeah. uh, sign up a link at brian wgr in uh, my last tweet there just 30 dollars, and then uh, you know you can sign up for the raffle There's for all food, the great giveaways beer. we're gonna have a 50 50 the pga the western Europe pga is gonna have other giveaways as well and uh, for, and you get to meet jeff in person <laughs> so if that's put, a selling point yeah. It, yeah. yeah jeff you you can Will you be giving out free uh, putting tips that night?
1: I'll have the signature table for a while. I'll be busy there. Those will be just twenty bucks each. <laughs> the selfie um, we, station, yeah, and the selfie station.
0: Yeah, many that'll be want to
1: be. Yes, getting you're the, a, a you're the celebrity you. there, be not me. You know now what that, I'm saying? Well, we'll, well see. He, well, our Kevin is actually Kevin's the celebrity. We'll be working that night. <laughs> Kevin will just be you know doing what Kevin does. That's right. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs>
0: Kevin's having fun playing down in Pinehurst, so yeah. that's good. Good for him. Yeah, he's playing some beautiful places. Duster Challenge. Check it out. I just tweeted the link at BrianWGR. Hope you can sign up for a great cause. Hey, you know what was today, back in 1999, June 19th? I do not, no. Non-golf related, but Buffalo related. Oh. Corey, did you know, back in our studios? June 19th, 1999. Do you know what today was? It
1: can't be good, because uh, there's no good things that happen. Yes, game
0: six, oh, Brett Hall. Really. In the crease. In the crease. The no goal. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you
1: Wait. know Way to turn everybody's mood around. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> on Father's I, Day weekend.
0: I'm sure many people are like, you know what? I miss hearing Brian on Sabres postgame talk about all the great Sabres stuff that uh, is going on here. I, who knows? We, we might be talking about a Jack Eichel trade this week. But, yes, another great memory in Sabres history. Today was the day that Brett Hall scored in the crease. He was definitely in the crease, I'll argue, to my...
1: Dying it definitely
0: gay. was. It definitely should not have been a goal. Gary Bettman and the league messed it up. Oh, surprising! Yeah, they didn't mess anything up. It doesn't mean that the Sabers win the Stanley Cup. I know that all automatically people assume Dallas could have scored a minute later. Right. But
1: to lose like that,
0: failed. to it's, lose like that was a rough thing. Yeah. Yep. That was
1: June nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. I heard uh, young Lily Zhang had a very fine round this week. I, I know Lily a little bit. What a fine player. So if you think you're a good player, there's a 13-year-old girl who's better than you around here. I can tell you that. She shot a
0: 62 down in Elkdale, which is what, Salamanca area? Salamanca area, yep. And Elkdale's a fun course to play. Yep. She shot a a 62 from the number four tees, where she should be playing for her age, Mm -hmm. which is just about 5,000 yards. But you know what? Anybody playing out here, anybody that's listening right now, go play from 5,000 yards. See if you can shoot a 62.
1: You can't you can't and and she'd beat you yeah really impressive yeah very very eight under par anywhere i don't care where it is that's a that's a great score congrats Lily. uh, good job yeah yeah she's a good player she's uh she's made it to the masters twice for that drive chip and putt if i'm not mistaken also she's you're gonna be hearing her name for a while she did very very well in the women's porter cup also yep from williamsville she did she did great
0: okay time out here from pendleton creek one more segment to go We'll, uh, we'll have the beer line story and also our picks. Do we need to adjust our picks from last week here? We're through two rounds. We'll see if uh, that needs any changes here as our final thoughts on the U.S. Open. To all the dads out there, hope you're having a great start to your Father's Day weekend. We are here at Pendleton Creek where the sun now is coming out, which is hopefully a good sign of what could be a nice day to come. With PGA Pro Jeff Midas, Corey Griswold, producing in our Amherst Studios, I'm Brian Colesio. Thanks for listening. Tea to Green, one more segment to go from Pendleton Creek right here on WGR.
3: You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. This is being brought to you by Jump Agency, Main Street in Clarence.
0: Back here at Pendleton Creek Golf Club for one final segment here on Tee to Green. Brian Colthill, PGA Pro, Jeff Minas. our Ryder Cup report now. Uh, if we look at the current top six, they're all big names, and probably to no surprise, they all have a shot to win the U.S. Open. Uh, the top six that would be the automatic qualifiers for the U.S. team right now, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley. These top six are all even or better at the U.S. Open right now, all six of these guys
1: have a chance to win this weekend. That's kind of cool, actually. You yeah. look at that, and you see the cream rising to the top, the top six players. Oh,
0: you know what? DJ is plus two. I
1: take that oh, back. Everybody else is even or better. Plus two? I yeah. Th- okay.
0: He's two. DeShambo's even. Thomas is even. Morikawa's even. Kepka's even. Shoffley's minus two.
1: Yeah, and that's a pretty good uh, Ryder Cup first six, I would I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I'd be happy if they were, those were my guys.
0: So if we look at the top of the leaderboard here, again, the leaders will go out. Richard Bland, Russell Henley at 435 today. So if you're looking to watch television, NBC has it. It'll be on from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you picked Brooks Kepka, who was at even. Yep. I'll stick with you that. you will stick with yeah, it? Yeah, I think he's just too good in the majors, and he's got a long way to go. And the people in front of him are a little less proven than Brooks might be. I picked Tony Finau, and Brilliant. he
0: did not make it to the weekend. You know he playing. He plays West Coast golf good. I thought it was a good pick. Yeah, a good who could? He hits it long. You I never know. know with golf. Yeah, you never know. Well, by the way, Kepka. Here you go. I'll back up a stat for you here for your guy Kepka. Um, in his career, he hits greens in regulation at sixty seven percent, but his career in the U.S. Open seventy. Two percent.
1: That's pretty darn good. Which is,
0: which we know is even a tougher task to do.
1: And I saw his uh, strokes in relation to par at the U.S. Open over the last, or the majors over the last five years. He's better than the guy by like sixty shots or something. So he's 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 built for majors.
0: Yep. All right. Let's finish with what has been a a headache for fans at Tory Pines here, right? A lot of people are vaccinated now. They're ready to roll. They're going to sporting events. They're excited. Get to yell and scream back at the U.S. Open. Um, and of course, what's what's also fun about going to a sporting event on a nice sunny day? You get a nice ice cold beverage, right? Mm-hmm. So the USGA originally was expecting four to five thousand fans per day here at Torrey Pines, but with California opening back up, now it's around ten thousand. Uh oh. So, the beer sales apparently had an issue. Um, at uh, a tweet came out here said that from a, a fan here that said, "If you want a beer at the U.S. Open." You might have to wait two plus hours in line, two plus hours in line, or you can buy one for twenty dollars.
1: <sighs> you think the vendors would be setting up tents everywhere around that golf course and bringing in coolers and beers and coolers and beers just to, just to provide a little service to these people.
0: Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe you duck out of work, you know yeah. you, you leave at like 11: 12, you get to the course, you're ready, excited, hey,
1: I got to get a drink here to sit down. And uh,
0: you're gonna sit in line for two hours.
1: As much as I like beer, I'm not waiting in line two hours to spend twenty dollars to buy a beer. So there goes that. Plus, I'm not there. But um, yeah, that's, that's that's a tough break. Yeah, and they don't let you bring your own in, which is what? weird. I don't know why they don't do that, Brian. That's I weird. Don't know. <laughs> hey, the U.S. Open,
0: remember, a hundred and nine years ago, was here in Buffalo. Yep, at the now Grover Cleveland Golf Course. The yes. 1912 U.S. Open. So if you want to play a U.S. Open course right now. And go over to Grover Cleveland. It was that was the site. It's been a little uh, arranged differently now with the hospital added in, but that's where the 1912 U.S. Open was. Yep, and
1: that's that's pretty cool. Yep, and uh, it's a little different course. The tour players might chew up uh, Grover Cleveland. There might be some low scores there. They, if they would chase some record yes. scores for sure. Yes, they would. Well, I have to
0: change my pick from Fina. I'm going Matthew Wolf. He was okay. the runner-up last year. I think he's quietly gotten himself right in a, a good spot to be. Yeah, he'd be fun to watch win too. That'd be, it'd very be a very cool, unique. cool
1: win, yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeff. Good show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Happy today, Father's wasn't it? Day yeah, to you. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you and all the fathers out there. I'll be playing golf tomorrow with my father. And Me too. I'm looking forward to it, and then a little cookout and watching the U.S. Open. I think there's a lot of people listening that are doing the exact same thing tomorrow.
0: Enjoy it for all the dads out there. The sun is out here at Pendleton Creek in North Tonawanda, and uh, we wish all the dads Happy Father's Day. And, of course, uh, our entire show will be up on our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com. Corey already has hour one up. I'm sure he'll have hour two up momentarily. I'll tweet those out in uh, a little bit at Brian, WGR. Big thanks to Don Schneider here, the PGA Pro, and all the staff at uh, Pendleton Creek Golf Club for rolling out the red carpet for us as well. We've set up nicely here on the patio, overlooking the first hole. And uh, we've had a great two hours. We hope you've enjoyed it. We thank you for listening. Next week we'll be at East Aurora Country Club, uh, with reaction on the U.S. Open and also to get you ready for the International Junior Masters, which is coming up here uh, in just about a week and a half or so from beautiful East Aurora. So we look forward to that. Until then, have a great rest of your weekend. To all the dads, happy Father's Day, and we'll talk to you next week here on Tee to Green every Saturday at 7 right here on WGR.
3: You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Bean. And by
2: our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.